starting from zero. trying to find your footing, just trying to fit in. Getting an understanding of how capitalism works and how to um, uh, simulate without losing yourself. Positivity in this information, it was almost like going to church. Uh, another Saturday with August Valak. What's up, folks? Actually, what does Valak mean? Oh, I have no clue. Where it's, is that it's, originating from? Um, what I was told in my family was that uh, from the slave trade days, and there were two mm. lawyers who owned, you know, some slaves. And the story that I was able to get a hold of was that our family, they were doing trade in what is now known as the British Virgin Islands. Mm. And so the Varlaks... Um, were one of like five main major families that actually escaped or something like that because there and if you look at the island the british Virgin islands you have an island of anagata mm. and there's a u-shaped coral reef and it's one of the only coral reefs in that region of the world there there's a lot of shipwrecks out there mm. so then since the sailors at that time i don't know what you call them um the slave ships or however you may, however it may be uh, a lot of the slaves were uh, found their freedom. They usually they were escaping, and at the same time, I don't know the timeline, but in the 1700s, England was the first to abolish slavery. Yeah. So my family, we were never slaves, uh, house slaves, or field slaves. Uh, yeah. We so. So it's kind of like you guys just adapted to where, where the seas took you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and. We were we would be more like indentured servants, from what I was yeah. told. We would help with the education, mm. and uh, our family has a lot. We have a lot of names of nobility, so I don't know why that is, but suppose I, I, I you know, Probably I, I, I don't, no nobility wanna, from those Valaks that it, we're talking about in terms of um, well, even with the slave stories. owners, we yeah. were, we would help navigate on the sea, and mm. I don't want to say we were better than anyone else. It's I, I wasn't there, no, no. and I don't want to do any kind of comparison. But we received a lot of names of nobility. Mm. My sister's Millicent, really, right? My yeah. my father's Carlisle, C A R I S L E. You guys got fancy ass fucking names already. Right. My brother's Byron. Okay. Omar Lonsdale. Yeah. Right. Glenfield. You, you, as as you sipping that fucking tequila, you should pull the pinky out right now. It's like, but nah, I gotta, I gotta tuck it in, tuck it in. So. With you. Yeah. No, it's all good. So if you go back to the Caribbean mm-hmm. now, in the British Virgins, the Varlaks are, are well known. My brother works uh, with the government, so does my sister, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher and Linda. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a, my brother. Christopher is an archivist. Nice. Uh, and he'll go back and forth between England and the BVI. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're still holding it down. And we still even have family members who are just good old fishermen uh, living in the island of Anagata. I need to visit down those those areas. As far as, like, Caribbean is, like, the only country I've been to is uh, Cuba. Oh. So I need to uh, definitely yeah. start going down there because it's funny. I was talking to 
I saw Inzo in the last episode, and it also feel a lot of people of just like it's just amazing like how the diaspora, uh, like especially being from Nigeria and coming mm-hmm. here into mm-hmm. the Americas, it's like you tend to underestimate like how much influence the diaspora has like in different areas in the oh, Caribbean yeah. and South America. Oh yeah. So when's the last time you went to BVI? Uh, BVI 2013, 2013. 2012 and 2013, and I was uh, just went out there, met with. Uh, Prime Minister Dr. Orlando Smith. Mm. Wow. And yeah. we were putting together a project to bring Eastern medicine and mm. to the island. And he was, they were telling me it wasn't there, but I knew it was already there. But just having better regulations around that. And we started a little business plan. And I just got, I got, I fell into something good here in Oakland. So I put mm. the, that BVI business plan on hold. And Until you establish something a little bit. Stronger here, so I can yeah. do a connection between the BVI and Oakland. However, these hurricanes are now devastating the islands hmm. since twenty third. Since you know, this is after twenty thirteen. So I'm kind of thinking again, how much do I want to invest back in the islands? Even though I don't know, I need some need some guidance around that. Nah, nah that's that's also man, that's that's something to also think about. But now that you're like kind of sipping into like what you've been doing a little bit. Um, what does starting from zero means to you? Like, can maybe flashback, or what's the first thing that, that you think of? Starting from zero? Yeah, what does it mean to you? Man. <laughs> starting from zero, it means trying to just be being a young kid, trying to find your footing, just trying to fit in. Mm. Coming from the Caribbean to the mm. States. Mm. Um, starting from zero is learning the language. Interesting. Right, and... uh getting along with white culture mm. that started from zero for me you know mm. when we were growing up we were still we when we got here we were on government cheese and then we started a family business and my father started his business in 1958 uh, called tax center of america and it was in the port authority in in new york wow. and then now it's in the now it's in the empire state building and he's older and we spun it off, but starting from zero is just getting our footing in, really. Like, how do you, how do you make it in America? When we came from the Caribbean, before I was born, mm-hmm. my family believed New York City was going to expand to Pennsylvania and all the way to California. Mm, so they, wow. they took their little bit of, you know, the ignorance of it. You yeah, know, you yeah. Come to America, know, like, oh, my God, it's America. Mm, so I remember, but they don't understand about state, states and stuff like, like that. Yeah, yeah e- economics, that. expansion. So I remember living in Pennsylvania for a few years because they bought all this land and like New York's gonna be here one day. And next thing I know, like by the time I was in second grade, I was back in Queens. Mm-hmm. But um, starting from zero is just getting an understanding of how capitalism works and how to um, uh, s- simulate without losing yourself. Wow, and that's what it means for me. And in what ways have you lost yourself? Oh, I don't know if I could say that to the public. <laughs> so many ways. So people around Oakland have yeah. seen me in different phases. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's like it's the reason why I ask that question is like, look, man, you know, there there are ways people lose themselves in what they sometimes, you know, preach against or whatever. So is that is that is that part of life in terms of like being part of the survival until you like reawaking yourself again in mm. terms of what your true goal is as as align align yourself to in a weird way. Yeah. Well I definitely lost myself in my in my movements 
in life of who I associate, how I associate with people. Mm-hmm. So even though I had a large family, I was the youngest of 13 children. Oh, Jesus Christ. If, and then if you put together <laughs> the uh, half brothers and sisters, I'm the youngest of 27. It's like half of the Bin Laden's or something like that. Your dad was a Rolling Stone, I see. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I, 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 I'll talk about him in the future. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, losing your way is not having guidance, being lost in the pack. Mm. People who think they know what America is when you come here and then... You know, um, my family, my father moved up, moved here before the civil rights movement, and he was a part of that. So instead of being a black man who could be there for the kids, and he's having all these kids because Mm. uh, buying food and having a business and having kids is is a sign of making it, but not he wasn't really there for us as a father. He was, but he was a really good businessman. He was always traveling over the world. All these women. Um, I understand that in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that you had to be somebody. And that meant being out showboating, yeah. um, not really being a father figure. Yeah. So where I've lost myself is not having that much guidance. So I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Mm. You know, but... No, no, it's, yeah. it's good to admit that, like, even, even similar culture, even among African culture, it's kind of like... You know, you have all these so-called father figures that you seem to be they this way good, their accomplishments and stuff like that. But sometimes you find that they're not, yeah. they're not good dads, yeah, like yeah, in, yeah. in general. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, some people uh, sometimes just, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it was that time, that was that generation. But I'm kind of like, in my mindset, like, really? You know, it's uh, it's just a matter of like the environment. And at the same time, I'm like, yo you know it's a good sense to just like go back to that and be like okay we're not going to be part of that cycle yes and part of like even being raised as an african man here in the states is also breaking some of that misconceived notions in that cycle oh yes i'm telling you it's 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 and that's been also like a mental when i was younger like mental struggle like it's more like hey even like you had like Coming to the states, I had a preconceived notion of what the states was. Yes, you know, by by looking at coming to America, I thought the states was like <laughs> mostly new, about New York City, but I just never knew how vast and like how much the states were so different from themselves. I didn't even know what California you know? was. I well, I had a sense of what California was, but it wasn't like yeah, I can imagine that day those days in Nigeria is like I didn't I didn't even have a sense of all fifty states or whatever you no. know. Like, I do remember, it's been 20 years since I've been in the States. I do remember, like, flying in through JFK um, to my uh, my mom, and she had no clue. She's like, she read it in the, she wrote something in the immigration thing, and she thought she was flying in Boston. Uh-huh. And, like, even though I knew that I was like, oh, this is JFK in my mind, you know, she's still put in Boston. Mm. And, like, the, I remember the agent was looking at her as if she was, like, in She's Elizabeth. She was silly. He's like, "This is not Boston. This is." Ah, I was like, didn't even know where she was landing. She didn't know where she was landing. Wow, sounds like my family. (laughs) But it's it's but which is understandable. But it's kind of like, oh wow, that that realization was like, whoa, you know, yeah, every place is different. So, but in full circle is like about breaking that cycle. And no, thanks for even elaborating on like what a seed zero means to you, especially as an immigrant and like. What, what it means to be an American. Mm. And I feel that what it means to be an American is one of the most unique things ever in the world. Mm. I feel that what it means to be American is to be ambassadors like in different parts of the world and understand different people. 
you know, what is the American identity anyways? You know, it's just a mix of so many cultures and different people. That's why we're a young country and we're just trying to figure out what's, <laughs> what is like. I feel like this country is a cycle of like different identity crisis. But do you feel most Americans feel the way you do about it? No, not really. Yeah. You know, some Americans was like, oh, there's always America, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why these people are coming in, blah, blah, blah. Without, uh, with the ignorance of not knowing the true history of it. You mm. feel what I'm saying? And as I say, we're the product of our own environment. You know, people, some people just, but what makes this country beautiful is the different ideas of what being an American is. Yeah. Ironically. Now, being that we could, my family can move here in the 50s and my mother came here, I think in the uh, uh, early 70s, but we could come here and actually build a business and build an economy for our families and then also provide jobs. Mm-hmm. That's a very special thing. And and that's, yeah, that's a very special t- thing. Oh, and thank you, brother. Like, um, oh, if you guys are wondering, we're, we're sipping some tequila. Uh, what is this called? Lo- Casa Amigos. Yes. Is, is that George Clooney shit? No sponsors to this, with this people, but it's a damn good tequila. I saw the so bottle. It's so beautiful. Had to pop it. One billion, him and um, what's the guy's name? I think Randy, his other friend. They made, they sold this company to a British company. I can't remember the name, but I think about two years ago, they sold Casa Amigos for like billions of dollars. And like he needs more money. No, no. (laughs) Mr. GQ. No, like shit, more power to him. It literally just started with both of them hanging out in that place in Mexico. And some, some guy like had some, like from some land, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, like, you know, some agave lines like, hey, do you want to partly invest in this business? Yeah. And they're like, sure. It's like, it started from a fun investment. Yeah. And I look at them. Well, no, that's a good, but <laughs> hey, but you have you know, to have money to make money. Like, but you have money to make money. You and I are just going out of Mexico and buying some land and starting a seriously. Distillery. You know, that's 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 one of the things. One of my goals is to to definitely own a winery. You know, someday. You know, because I'm I'm also obsessed about wine, but it's to see how many people and going back into business of just like. You know, having having that mindset, you know, one mm. of the reasons that I love interviewing you folks is like that mindset of like, why not? Yeah. You know, and let me pick your brains out. Like, why? Why Eastern medicine? Wow. Why acupuncture? <laughs> you know, um. what was that turning point in your life? You know, and I bet for our type of cultures, we're not we're not that sense in Eastern medicine in Got general. It. So. What what were you the weird kid in the family always? No. You know, in terms of schooling and medicine, like what turned you into it? I was know? definitely a, a different cat mm-hmm. because I was the first one to play American football, American wrestling, yeah. American baseball. Everyone from the yard. So my mother's from Jamaica, my father's from the BVI. Mm-hmm. Everyone played football, like soccer football, yeah. Yeah. right? Football. So off the jump, I was different. And then in the '80s, I was introduced to house music. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my lord, what is this?" Actually, it was techno back then, and then you know they split ways exactly. going into house. So I was, I was definitely the odd cat. They were like, "What's wrong with this person?" <laughs> so, you know, I never wanted to. That was never my dream was to be an Eastern medical practitioner. You know, we had herbs growing up. We cooked our food. We ate yeah. on a life cycle. That's the way it is in the yard back yeah. home. Yeah. So. 
my life was already connected to the earth. We lived in the woods in Pennsylvania. We were in, living in Queens, living in Brooklyn and the Bronx, um, even New Jersey. And back home in Jamaica, we were all we had a farm. We my aunt my aunt Norma owns three farms, and I worked on the farm when I went back and forth. Mm. So, being a hybrid of American and Jamaican culture. Um, was it was just who I was, and then the Eastern medicine was never even a thought. When I was sick, I got herbs mm. growing up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. So my actual focus was to work in service. Like in college, I was voted most likely to be in the Senate, and then I joined the United States uh, Reserve Officer Corps, uh, Training Corps (ROTC). Yeah, ROTC. So I did that in college. Uh, still was playing sports, and then when I got to like got into the program as a second lieutenant non-commissioned officer, I started learning a thing or three about how mind control works because as, as an officer, you're going to have these people that are enlisted that, you're, that are underneath you and you have to keep all these people in check. Hmm. <clears throat> so as I moved forward with this program, I realized I didn't like these people. Uh, but, like the culture, the lack of integrity, yeah. uh, the patriarchy, the mm-hmm. domination uh, of superiority and I was just this Caribbean uh, rogue character in the Air Force so and at this time I'm down at Fresno State getting a degree in political science mm-hmm. minor in aerospace science nice. um, and after I graduated I thought that I could make a difference uh, and I joined uh, well who did I work for Radonovich he was a congressman in uh, I think 22nd district but he was a congressman out of Fresno. Oh, sorry, I wasn't. I'm not educated in that district. Yeah. No, no problem. Mm-hmm. I think you know it's such a blur. Mm-hmm. And what I quickly come to learn that I was a token. Oh yeah, that was it. Everyone, everyone loved having this proper English speaking <laughs> brother around, tall, dark. You know, played sports. I have a joke about tokenism, by the way. Yeah. So <laughs> I quit my job, mm. and it's funny enough that you said that you love wine so i was working at the red lobster my mother's favorite (laughs) uh, like post-college and i was like man i hated my job Hmm. and uh, at this point i did not continue with the air force because if i I were to continue with the air force i'd be in for 10 years because i wanted to be a pilot remember that movie top gun of course i do right there's one sequel coming up soon yeah oh oh god yeah i know there is damn I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make some circles, mm-hmm. go do donuts around each other right now. It's fine. It's so, fine. We're tangentially spe- speaking. This so, uh, just to just to put out there that I did not continue with the Air Force, which is why I'm now at Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. And then I get this job at a place called Campania in North Fresno, and I'm I think I'm the only brother there. But it was it was their first multi million dollar restaurant. And I learned about wine for the first time. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And so since I was close to Fresno State, um, I didn't know what this wine was. I'm a Caribbean guy. I know about Sainides and OE. Mm-hmm. I know about rum, you know, mm-hmm. rum punch. Definitely. And I'm at this restaurant called Campania, and I sell eight bottles of Opus One. These bottles are $385 a bottle. Wow. Right? So I'm like, what, what the f- Mm. What kind of money is this? So that prompted me to study viticulture and enology at Fresno State. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. They're one of two programs. 
uh, in California, UC Davis and Fresno State. Wow. So it, it caught my attention when you said you wanted to open a winery. Oh, yeah, so yeah. We can it's talk about that in the future. We'll, we'll definitely talk about it in the yeah. future. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Eastern medicine, what got me to Eastern medicine? I'm, man, I'm not going to talk about all those little ways I lost myself because in the industry, serving tables, <laughs> bartending, <laughs> drinking, but I'm going to, I'll imagine that I'm going to no shed a little bit of mm-hmm. light on my, you know, where I lose myself. One time we're working this party at Campania and we we're doing a bridal shower and, uh, you know, I was already lost living in Fresno. So we have all these great women there partying, and there's the, there's the bride, and then the, you know all their what what do they call them? Their bridal train? Yeah, something like that. So I wound up making friends with one of the ladies who mm-hmm. was a professor at Penn State. Okay. She was she wrote several books. I'm not gonna out her in on public on the mm-hmm. radio. That's fine. But she wrote several books, and she was also uh, a professor of feminist studies. In addition to that, she was also known as a white witch. Which I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm thinking, I'm like, why the nickname? Huh? Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why the nickname. Now I'm curious. Yeah, positive. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'm good. Good. Okay. Yeah. And um, she started talking about, hey, hey, August, you got some good energy. I'm like, of course you do. That's why you like me. And she's like, nah. She's like, check it out. Your touch, blah blah blah, X Y and Z. Like, you should really look into working with, with the people's energy. So here I am, 22 years old, and I never thought about that. Like, I'm used to partying, dancing, music, yeah. serving drinks, you know? And that prompted me post-college to study shiatsu. Shiatsu massage, yeah. Yeah. And then when I started working on people, they would knock out, literally, like, pass out almost like the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, not the Baptist Holy Ghost, where they're shaking. <laughs> no, just pass out. I don't know if y'all people know about that. <laughs> but... um you know about it, obviously. I know about yeah. it. Yeah. My, oh, man. My grandmother? Mm-hmm. I thought she was crazy. Always speaking in tongues and oh, shaking on the floor. Yo, August, I'm a, I'm a son of two part-time pastors, yo. Oh, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm look sorry. How, look, how great, <laughs> look how great it turned out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, anyhow, this relationship lasted maybe about a couple of years. Mm. And I went and studied shiatsu. People were telling me they're seeing all these colors and they're feeling better. And at that time, I didn't know what I was doing um, for my life, my path. I knew I wanted to be in government. I knew I wanted to help the world. And it's like government's a way you could help mass amounts of people. And then I was just, I was lost because, and now here I am working in wine, meeting all these uh, mostly Caucasian people with money. You know, when you're looking at yeah, Opus One, Camus, and all these, you know, people slinging stuff around, mm-hmm. that's my world. So I'm, I'm pretty lost at that time. And... <clears throat> and um it was it was cool because i wanted to become a massage therapist i never even mm. dreamed i didn't even, i didn't even know you can make money people paying you to touch them mm. and i wound up earning more money as a massage therapist than any other anything else i've ever done mm. and but my mind wasn't satiated i was like i was you know being a lifelong student i graduated college with 170 units even though you only need 124 like I was just guzzling the information here, <clears throat> excuse me, in the States. And it prompted me to look deeper with myself. What do I want? And at the time, I was also making money as a bartender, promoting clubs. And by this time, I'm living in San Francisco, hanging out at the end up, 
Mm. Uh, you know the end up? I know the end up. Man, I lived there for about a year and a half. I, <laughs> talk talk about dark days. Wow. Yeah. So, so like 4 a.m. all the time? Yeah, something like that. Oh, 4 a.m. three days later. <laughs> <laughs> Shower parties. I know. The end up, people who doesn't know, the end up is how close you can get to like, how I say, to New York City life in terms of ending like 4 a.m. Or 6 a.m. if you're... 6 a.m. Yeah, or yeah. if you're... If you're that, if you're a savage, or you could end at four, mm-hmm. do those shower parties, mm-hmm. and just to get back at six or seven for the tea dance on are Sunday you, morning. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh my god. And then go until about two or three o'clock, and then go rest. <laughs> yeah. Talk about lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not proud of it, but mm-hmm. you know when you when you're that young, you think you're on top of the world. No judgment. Yeah. You're, no it's judgment. You, you know you just. You're just going for it. There's no elders to guide you, and you're mm-hmm. paving your own path, and no one to say, hey, maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't do that until your body starts talking to you. Mm. And this was simultaneously happening, like, you know, uh, 2001, two, studying massage, but you've been, I've been making my money prior to that in the mm. industry, um, service industries. And it's like you're, then you're, you find yourself up at six in the morning one day, and you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? Mm. And that was like, I, met a lady i'm gonna give her some big up marnie mccurdy mm. who i think in 2002 or three gave me my first acupuncture treatment oh man that's awesome and i was like mind blown what the hell was that and and i was like i didn't really believe in it i was like well i do shit. i touch people that's just mm. needles how does that work and then a friend asked me to help her move from san francisco to berkeley yeah and driving in Berkeley, I saw the, uh, what was it? Integrative Medicine College. Oh, Acupuncture and Integrative Medicine College of Berkeley. Is that a university? It's on Shattuck. Uh, close to, oh, yeah, it's on, on Shattuck, like the other direction. So, yeah, 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 going, yeah, 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 yeah coming, mm-hmm. this, coming towards Oakland. Going, coming towards Oakland. And yeah. it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And it was like integra- Acupuncture and Integrative Medicine. I could be the best of both mm-hmm. worlds. And it mm-hmm. just blossomed. It was like, it, it, it was like I was living for that moment just to help my friend move yeah. to have that epiphany and I quit my oh ha, I quit my job and my other job I had like five jobs in Jamaican mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that's so true so so I, 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 for those of you I don't know this is kind of embarrassing I was working on the movie set of Rent at that time get out yeah I was Jesse I can't remember his last names uh, photo double you ever see the Simpsons where they have like the 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 regular Simpsons and they have the uglier Simpsons that come yeah, in and yeah. act out the scene? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm part of the ugly You're crew. You're part of the ugly <laughs> Part of the ugly crew. And our job was to be the actors, act out their role in real time, like the like full length. Really? And they would get all the camera angles, all the camera shots, yeah. get the clothing, the lighting. So that was my job. Oh, I see. And then I eventually was able to get my SAG uh, membership. Oh um, yeah, I was in it. Is it still active? Oh, I never. I no, it's not. You didn't know. <laughs> no, well, I was. Uh, you know, I was working alongside Rosario. Money in there, man. Yeah, That's Rosario, Do- Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Mm-hmm. We were working together, and I didn't love the culture. Again, I'm like, you know, trying to find my way uh, amongst all these people with no guidance. Yeah. And when I saw this school, I quit my job. Oh. I quit Hollywood. I left, and they were about. We were shooting here on Treasure Island mm-hmm. and we did a shoot here in Oakland at the Paramount before it was reopened wow. and I believe this is how the Paramount got the funding to re- renovate it 
And so we shot over there. We shot in the old where MC Hammer did his one of his videos in the alleyway. I say what he's saying. Yeah, and, you know it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of young fun things going on, but when I saw this school, I knew that was my calling. And then it flashbacks to getting herbs when I was a kid. I was already working with massage, and now here's an integrative medical program where I could study Eastern medicine. Be uh, study Western medicine. That was it. So within three weeks, I was enrolled. Um, and that's why I was telling um, Ivy. Actually, shout out to Ivy. She's my acupuncturist, Ivy Lee. Bra- uh, yeah, 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 from yeah. Luminate, Luminate Wellness. Um, her story is awesome. So yes, I did interview interview her. Go go check out our podcast. And I was kind of that initial state of like. I mean, yes, I've I've gone to uh, I do have a massage uh, therapist I go to. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's very visible in terms of touch, but I like with acupuncture. I was like, I know I I hear about this a lot. Like I was skeptical until I I took my first ever consultation with Ivy. Mm, and got it. Like that's my first ever acupuncture. Uh, actually, no, I lie. Uh, my first ever acupuncture was um, years ago. Um, after my car accident, mm. and I was, I, and I even tell people, especially you, you probably have knowledge about this. Once you get in a car accident, like especially whiplash and mm. all that stuff, you know, a lot of people, you know, you get out of the car, your adrenaline's all pumping, and people are like you'll be like. Oh, I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying, they're like, I don't feel anything. I don't it's, feel anything. Wait six hours, twelve. Yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All six over. to twelve hours. Different and, story. And I remember, like, um, my friend um, then taking me home. You know, I felt still like I was shocked, and I went to Portland, and I took my fi- flight to Portland. All bad. Like everything just hit my neck, the back of my neck, like stiff, r- like really bad. Mm-hmm. You know. And I was like, oh, my God. I think when I woke up before the flight and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do an out pocket. There was, um, yes, this acupuncturist center called Equilibrium in um, in uh, Portland. Uh, did, did a great job. I was skeptical at first, but they were so nice. You know, mm. they had the massage therapy, kind of similar to your same, like, similar setup mm-hmm. in Mohari. Massage therapist, like some wellness and also acupuncture and she, the lady I can't remember her name but I do remember the company's name Equilibrium she's like hey uh, I was like hey I literally got a car accident yesterday and she, I was like I didn't feel anything I was like yeah because your adrenaline is mm-hmm. protecting you yep. you know it, it's amazing like I did not know adrenaline can go that far to protect you that much and as soon as like she relaxed me and um, said are you scared of needle- needles I was like no but I thought it was going to be like very inconvenient, but she did it in a way that it was just so precise, gentle, very gentle, and I felt great. And I was like, "Whoa!" Yes, yes, moving, moving the a stagnant blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, I, for some reason, the stiffness, the back of my neck, was able to like let go. And obviously, years later, met met up with Ivy. She opened the place, and she's my second person, and cool. she's my been my regular ever since. Yeah, she went to school with my partner, uh, Christina. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. went to school together. That and, is um, dope. And I think she just graduated like two years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. two years. And yeah. I, I'm I'm so I'm so proud of her of her like 
hustling and like her mentality of and the knowledge about it and like listening to people you know yeah. in terms of, i bet you you, you you learn your practice too in terms of listening and their needs and i'm i'm so i'm happy to say like you know that a lot of people are especially here like like very accepting in integrated health that that's why i told i, I tell people it's like we're not saying dismiss Western medicine. It's like if you break your fucking leg, yeah, go to like, the big exactly. surgeon. If I'm correct, like, please, yeah, stick, like, <laughs> hospital, please, yeah, please. Yeah. You know, you know. I know there's some people that that are way too woo woo. That I'm just like, no, don't be an idiot. You know, but the whole point of of you uh, Ivy style, your style is like preventative and treatment and like an alternative way you know to do things you know i, I just want to give a quick plug though yeah. to the western way mm-hmm. i know hospitals such as highland hospital summit just here right in oakland yeah. right here um are using acupuncture now in the emergency room get the fuck out of here and what they're able to do is uh analyze how many times you know, people with severe issues, car accidents, yeah. stab wounds, gunshots are calling for morphine. And they're fine as one example. Yes. And they're finding that people are needing less painkillers while administering acupuncture to them while in the ER. That is amazing. Just just so you know. That is amazing. Oh, yes. So. Wow. That's could, good to know. You could use it in emergency uh, situations. Yeah. You could use it at war. I know that the U.S. government now has people that are being trained in acupuncture mm. to do this so that people could feel less pain while they evacuate them out. It is a thing. Mm. And as far as as to now insurance companies are covering it more and more. And when I saw insurance companies covering acupuncture, it was just headache, back pain, shoulder pain. But now as the research is coming out, I'm now seeing anxiety, fatigue, insomnia, and so forth. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stanford uses Stanford uses acupuncture for fertility. Uh, before the IVF, they uh, have their uh, patients take a sh- uh, acupuncture and the, before and after. Wow. Yep. No, so. that, that's 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 amazing. And as I'm learning about this, I'm like, I'm people like you and her, like and and like Zoe and all this field, the people that are specializing is like, it's like, yeah, duh. This stuff exists for thousands of years. There's a reason why it's still relevant. Yes. And it's just so amazing that as I've researched more into it, it's like, why are you guys not fully adopted? I'm, I mean, you've, you mentioned those examples of few mm-hmm. institutions that, but in terms of like nationwide, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not as like fully recognized, you know, even when some people like maybe some people, you get some people out of state, you know, if they say, oh, I'm an acupuncturist, they don't see you as like, necessary as a physician yeah like a licensed physician and stuff like that you know well just at least for the uh listeners all basic level acupuncturists are primary care providers in the state of california ah just that's being fully recognized that's fully recognized yes uh there are now several levels of doctoral programs even phd programs perfect good to know that people you know people should look for where they're more even more versed in western medicine Mm mm-hmm uh, even more versed in red flags. Mm-hmm. How do we help assist people with cancer? We don't treat cancer, but how do Obviously. we help them? How do we help them when they're going through the chemo process? Yes. Right? How do we help people with ter- that are terminally ill? Mm-hmm. Uh, just really make the quality of life better. Wow. So, so we're, I, we're getting there. No, no. Th- thanks, and thanks for educating like uh, us, man. Because 
But rewinding the clock and going back to the school, what was um what was that? I mean, yes, you got the trigger. Like, how was that experience? And from then into inspiring yourself to open up Mohari. Ha! Well, thank God for my roots back home in the mm-hmm. islands. When I met the people from China and Japan, I felt at home. The way they talked to me, very direct, very forward. No. No bullshit. No, exactly. Like my father it, says, like, no pussy like footing around. Yeah. Very direct. Oh, what's wrong? What's, why you have this skit? What's wrong with this? Let's mm, fix that. Mm. Oh, why are you fat? <laughs> why are you fat? That's not okay. <laughs> and it's the first time I learned the term skinny fat. Where, yeah. you know, you say, yeah, yeah, like but you don't work right out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not even a bulge. You're just weak. You don't take care of yourself. <laughs> you're a vegan or something that doesn't know how to eat right you know exactly so i felt very at home Mm. with the with the higher education with the professors i didn't feel welcome by most of the students i was i was one of very few people of color at any one time you could count us on one hand through all the levels of educate like uh i think how many three classes they bring in a class every uh semester or trimester um, but it helped me stay focused. I already had, I was a single father mm. and my focus was my son, uh, by this time, 2005, finding my way. So talk mm. about the dark sides. Mm. We, we could tap back into that mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later. And I'm trying to find my way. And there was so much positivity in this information. It was almost like going to church. Hmm. In fact, it became my church. Yep. And thank God I could go several days a week. Just understanding how the human physiology worked, how everything works. And, you know, I didn't really make friends with the people, but the information yeah. that you were just saying, this stuff is like five, ten thousand years old plus. Mm-hmm. So, man, um, I felt really grounded with the teachers and not grounded with the population. I still feel felt like I had social issues, social stigmas. Are you on steroids? I'm like, man, I'm 180 pounds. <laughs> you're just you just don't eat enough food and you know Jesus and then the Christ. stigma between I- identifying as gay or straight oh, or male or female it was like man we're here for school there was too much politics mm-hmm. but you know but not more on, on the object that's why i said like there's always like preconceived notions and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know of what how someone you know get to this point or whatever you know like i'll, I'll like i'm in the gym you know people like people, someone, someone saw me deadlift 490 pounds at mm-hmm. max mm-hmm. and people like people just assume like oh okay yeah. <laughs> you know like there's one guy that you that made jokes like what are you taking I'm like, uh, and i'm like uh nothing i eat well <laughs> I I'm better in eating well, definitely. I'm not I like I discipline myself at times, but there's always a preconceived notion of people when they see other people achieve success. Yeah. And I tell that guy I'm like, oh no, it's just consistency. I learn through trial and error and I don't go crazy. And discipline. And discipline. It's it's in everything, you know. But sometimes, you know, instead of looking objectively, you know, some people get very sidetracked into, you know, their way of life, politics or whatever, you know, to say, 
this is why she had it. This is why he had it. You know, that's why I tell people is like, there's a story to everybody. You cannot mm-hmm. have just have preconceived notions of the the journey of a person. So, and obviously having getting to that level of not giving a fuck. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still learning that. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't think that. You know, I you learn that. Oh yeah, yeah. But because unfortunately, I have the mentality of a of a people pleaser. I'm, I'm oh, a giver. Really? So it's like, oh yeah, like people don't see that. But it's kind of like, oh, I've learned throughout the years to like, oh, you think that? All right. Mm. Too bad. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know. And sometimes you just gotta just emphasize in your mind and just take risks like you did. Yeah. 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 I, believe, I believe in balance. You know, if someone's truly being ignorant, you know, maybe give them benefit of doubt, but... Yeah, yeah, um... Maybe. <laughs> maybe, depending on the, <laughs> the approach. Of, yeah, maybe you the know, level of ignorance. It, there's always a level of approach. Yeah. You know, I tell people, always show kindness first. But if they don't acknowledge that kindness, then you're like, no, fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, um, I'm from New York. Like, oh, Caribbean New Yorker. You man, got, yeah. I, 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 even the first time I was like, oh, this guy's definitely an East Coaster. It's like, even by the, even by the vibe of people and like the directness. And I just feel that people just need to be honest with each other and just hold a fucking conversation. Yeah, honesty, man. There's too many flakes out here. <laughs> Flaky, wishy-washy, that's an, smiles in your face. That, that's like, that's another topic. <laughs> yeah, hey, we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. But going back, going back to um, the time in school, the school, the knowledge was amazing to understand how the human body should work on a daily basis, mm-hmm. understanding how the physiology should be, just the sleep cycles, the mm-hmm. eating cycles, the the how you relieve yourself from urination to bowel movements everything's supposed to be on a certain time like timing mm. right like a timing belt mm. and some people most people i find in america don't realize this because they're not taught this at a young age so it blew my mind to understand when i should be hungry in the morning when i should have a bowel movement when i should have my mm. next meal and then it also blew my mind to find out that oh my food is supposed to change every season and now yep. I stu- now I studied politics and I understand the GDP and how people yeah, and how yeah, we're yeah. Uh, how we're do- giving subsidies to farmers yep. not to grow food and like all this chaos and I'm like hold up I see the same food in the supermarket year round that is weird to me Ivy educated me about that it's uh, like yeah about oh yeah like for this season or whatever try to let's try to incorporate this type of food yeah during this year. and I was, I started realizing it's like oh. Well, duh, there's some certain foods, especially some certain crops that are in like in season. There's mm-hmm. a reason why they say in season. Yes. But when you realize, like, as you said, in the supermarket, it's like, wait, why is this certain crop I see every freaking month? Mm-hmm. Something's going on. You're not supposed to. Yeah. When, when you have crop cycling, or not, let me back yeah. up. Let me back up. Um, I'm thinking of. Another way to understand how you're supposed to eat food is mm. the Farmer's Almanac. It teaches you when to plant food and when to harvest food throughout the year. I need to. That, I need to have that handy. That yeah. is very Chinese, mm-hmm. or in a way, they, or they, they are synergistic from two different cultures. Mm. And the food that you're going to eat now that's growing in season actually gives you the nutrients you need to weather the change of season into the following season. I did not know that. Yes. And we call it Wei Qi. There's several types of Qi. Qi means energy source, energy yeah. flow. There's energy of the gut and digestion. There's energy of the air that we breathe. Yeah. There's energy how that uh, assimilates into giving us what we call a type of Qi, 
that allows us to keep living. Yeah. And then we're also born with a certain amount of chi. And they all have different. I don't want. I, I, I don't want to go into um, the nuances of the different names because of the, the li- listeners won't know if I say Zong Chi, Gu Chi, mm. you know, Zhong Chi. Mm. No one's gonna understand any of that. But Wei Chi is immunity, and the food that we eat now will boost our immunity for the change of season. We'll see less cases of sinus infection. We'll see less cases of digestive issues. Uh, a lot of this mucus phlegm that comes out of our nose yeah. is really digestion related. Especially that clear music, uh, allergic rhinitis. Mm. It's diet connected to uh, um, diet connected to what we're eating. Uh, let me back up. Mm-hmm. It's connected to our poor diet of eating the same thing year round. Mm. So when people are like, I'm not feeling good, I'm feeling lethargic, I'm feeling depressed. It's just not that they're not getting enough vitamin D. They don't know. They don't even know that they're eating the wrong foods. Uh-huh. Now, the, another thing is how we eat, what we eat in the mornings. People might take a smoothie or yeah. skip breakfast altogether. That's going to actually l- slow down their metabolism. You want to eat warm food. So back to the school issue. I, I don't want to go into the mm. detail. I don't want to make this a class. No, 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 no. This is awesome. Um, but this is all stuff that I do in, my, in the clinical setting. Um, I... Uh, but let me keep let me stay focused yeah. back to the school I was, it was just wow like I kind of know these things but I saw it back home on the yard growing up how we ate and how my family still eats especially the Rastas the Rastas in my family 70 years old skinnier than me could still run 20 miles at any time and swim in the ocean monsters yes but my Christian family that love the American way that make a lot of money that go on all these cruises with that cruises that you can eat all you can High eat blood pressure uh, they're blood on their drugs blood. popping their pills yeah. like that. I'm like how are you ma how mm-hmm. are you I'm good mm-hmm. but I but she's been up all night mm-hmm. up all night can't sleep coughing a phlegm did every fad diet in the book when I tell her not to do it I'm like hey hey you know I'm gonna pull up, plug a book I like I'm like get eating with whole foods that's what I teach from mm. I used to teach for the um Alameda Health Systems on the on all their campuses at the hospitals. Oh, AHS, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I used to teach for them. It was something I plugged, but I just didn't have enough energy. Uh, I used to teach eating by the season to the doctors, nurses, and the staff, and just so they could, they could get a handle on what uh, Eastern medicine is. And it, you know, I don't really know why it has to be Eastern medicine. It should just be human medicine. Very true, right? And in school. When I'm learning all this and I grow up to teach all this, but back in school, I was feeling, why didn't I learn this in grade school? This is just common knowledge Mm -hmm. that we should all have. We should know this on the primary school level. We should all know how to eat so that as we get older, we're going to be that much better humans. We're not going to be overweight. We're not going to be... Fat talking about this is just who I am and I need to accept myself for me even though I have <laughs> all these damn I got these headaches, this back pain. Mm-hmm. I, I'm overweight, but I'm just big and beautiful. No, mm-hmm. you're not big and beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're big and sick. Mm-hmm. You know, obesity became classified as a disease. So this Eastern way is really to me a right way of existing, so that you don't have, need drugs to to feel good to keep your blood pressure down. You don't need to go to dialysis. I have so many. People of color that are had dialysis or on dialysis. It's disgusting, even at the age of 24 years old. Because 24, they, 24 years 24 years old. old. I had a brother. Dial- I think, on dialysis. I think I was dialysis. only charging him $25 because I knew he was homeless, but I also learned that if I give things away for free, yeah, people didn't value it. Yeah. Homeless and coming in for $25. And 
he's like, I, I was trying to coach him on food, and he's like, August, why do, why do you mean I got to get just cook down some uh, green beans and rice? Can I just eat like some jerky and, uh, and, and ramen? They don't have the nutritional value. Well, yeah. So our regular food stores carry the same thing year round. Yeah. Now, if you go out to black communities, black and brown communities, oh man, they don't you, even you, have you, grocery stores. Come on, man. You've driven right here in the East Texas, yeah. right here. Yeah. Right no, no grocery stores. Yeah, yeah. And I find I think West Oakland didn't have a grocery store for like since the fifties until uh, Mandela Food Co-op opened up. Mandela Food Co-op. Shout out to that. I need to check that out. And there's also a long San Pablo. Was that one called Community? New, I haven't been there yet. I haven't been there. It's called Community. I've driven by. Ah, uh, yeah, I've driven. I need to check that. But imagine yeah. being of a people without access to food. Yeah, that's not access to food. So how, if you one, you're not. Man, I'm about to get my politics involved. I'm trying it's not fine. to. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, we don't have enough time. No. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Um. Man, let's bring it back. Bring it back to school. Mm. I'm learning all this stuff. I'm looking at all the applications. We need food in the community, and we need not the same food stalled in mind. In the black community, we need grocery stores that are operated by the season. That's all mm. I got to say about that. And if we want to make a political episode one day in the future about what we need to address, we could definitely do that. I'm definitely open to to having like definitely talks of different folks in the community about that, seriously, because... Um, Understanding understanding food better and not being very um, cultish about food usually uh, <laughs> get into that as well. Oh yeah, all the and I'm like, I'm like, no, you eat according to what you feel, not just because of just like, oh, this is this is the way and the true way, you know. Well, you or know? an opinion. I don't. I hate the opinions. Like the opinions, like they'll be like, this is the way. I'm like, no. There are different ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even educating people about, even how I knew about eating according to the seasons, you know, like there are different peoples of like how different body variations like adapt to is like, okay, for you, you got to eat this for a certain period of time. Or for you, have to eat this for a certain period. See how you feel. Okay, in- include include this, this, include this. In the, like, and also like astonished, like of like, even talking with some few medical um, friends, um, especially in medicine, about especially, and you can attest to this and or correct me, is like, what was the class given to medical doctors or nurses about nutrition? Western? Yeah, in Western. You have to specialize in it, I think. You have, you have, to, thing, you have to, to become a dietitian. Like, the regular doctors aren't getting it, nurses, I that, that, um, That's yeah. part of the problem yeah. Yeah. of just like, I wish there's a way sometimes could be like, I'm just saying like, yes, there are obviously some doctors that do that. Uh, some doctors would be like, let's say you go to a primary physician and then one of the, actually this group called One Medical, mm-hmm. I actually gone to them. The urgent care. Yeah, 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 yeah. They actually do a very good job in the type of questions they do of like even being open to some alternative medicine or whatever. And like, you know, they'll sometimes say, hey, go to this, yeah. nutritionist go to this yeah. whatever yes and i realized like oh wow not to bad my kaiser but through my experience with kaiser and ultimates and whatever they don't do a lot of that so that's why there's like companies like ford or one medical like we mm. revolutionizing um this type of uh integrative kind of like interaction it, it, that is 
that you're correct. And yeah. by people from the alternative health fields going in and getting jobs in these places, yes. we're able to change that. So we're able to change that yeah. usually or like add to it. You exactly. Know? I, you know, I love the fact that you give the example of going AHS and training. Uh, yeah. I was there doctors. for a year teaching. Yeah. Wow. I, I taught like four different modules at seven campuses uh, each season. Mm-hmm. And then it was just too much work. Uh, yeah, you can top it off. Yeah, I saw it off. Gus Amigos. Sorry, we're enjoying this tequila. Man, thank God I got rid- done all my family duties this morning. <laughs> we're like, what are we going to do this afternoon? Well, well, we need to Dad do something some at, at the building. We, we're, uh, so we're in the process of renewing our lease. Congrats. At Mahari, 9 Grand Avenue. We are, we are Check a, it out. We're a wellness center, a.k.a. wellness lounge. Mm-hmm. It serves some kava too. We do, we do. It's a, a pop up. Our next party as a pop up is February seventh. I'll be out of town. Well, first, we're going to do more, and then we're going to have an appreciation on February twenty third. Mm-hmm. But February seventh, first Friday, seven to ten p.m. Mm-hmm. And then February twenty third, we're doing a uh, customer appreciation from eleven to twelve. Our our, our therapist we're going to cook for our current clients they're going to come in and do a little potluck from 11 to 12 and then it's going to be open to the community from 12 p.m to 4 p.m and we're going to host a kundalini class maybe another body movement course Mm -hmm. uh we're inviting our our resident artist ikabumi to do a talk about his art he also he works in berkeley and he teaches uh, he teaches in china at one of those colleges uh, Mm -hmm. classical art and um, that's what, so come by. We're going to be serving tea, kava kava, and CBD, turmeric, citrus, kombucha. Oh, I love that blend. Yeah. That kind of blend. So I just wanted to give that quick plug. And um, it's fine. We're all about Shaman's plug here in this podcast. Just a little so bit of no plug. Worries. I actually do acupuncture there. Mm-hmm. And I am one of the founders of the Mahari Wellness Building. Yeah. My clinic is Oakland Acupuncture Integrative Medicine Clinic, mm. uh, AKA. OaklandAcupuncture.com. There you go. So I was one of the major seed funders to build a wellness center, and going. This ties into everything that we've been talking about: yep. food. Uh, how did this start? We're fast forwarding. I, uh, you know, these stories I'm telling you happened like 20 years ago. Hmm. So I've been practicing for a while. But when we founded the Mahari Wellness Building, the goal was people need more access to what is wellness. How how can you go out and have fun, and not be on drugs or alcohol all the time. Mm. even though we like our alcohol hey we're drinking tequila right yeah now. right hey happy saturday my, my, yeah <laughs> we had happy a great week year, of work <laughs> cheers, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> um but our wellness center we we were thinking like acupuncture is just not enough you know i don't mm. have time in just a hour and 15 minute session to teach a person everything so we were thinking having a wellness center where we could introduce people to er- herbs as like herbal elixirs and you could so- sit and social- socialize this community. We have CEU classes, continuing education for higher learning in Japanese acupuncture. Nice. We have this, this next installment for the next six months, we have morning kundalini classes mm-hmm. and we have our CBD and Kava lounge. Oh. So and, and our sound system is off the chain, by the way. I've, I've, I've actually jumped in there even when you were not there and i was like oh wow this is this place sounds dope (laughs) we had had a burning man fundraiser two weeks ago and Mm -hmm. i'm old man like we were talking about 6 a.m these folks rented it out from like 8 p.m to 6 (laughs) a.m 
And I was like, I hired, uh, you know, one of our um, younger, amazing people was like, I want to work that. So, so she worked that shift mm-hmm. and I actually tried staying there and I, I brought in a guest DJ because my old days, I still know music promoters nice. and nice. performers and mm-hmm. man, he went on at 1am. I think I fell asleep by midnight. Like, yeah. I couldn't stay awake. Uh, isn't isn't it amazing home. like look I, i'm 32 i'm gonna probably be 33 this year but man as, as soon as i went in my 30s i was like yo i appreciate sleep so much man yeah. it's like I, i've not been very good at it in terms of like a, a an, um the adequate average number of sleep i'm supposed to have but i'm very I'm better in just admitting to folks of like, oh, yo, I'm I'm tired, man. I gotta go. <laughs> this yeah. ain't this ain't this it's ain't. It. It's a, sleep is a major like a huge. If there's like a health pyramid, I think sleep has to have like a big chunk it's your of foundation. It. It's like foundation everything. for everything. Everything to the tip. So, but no, no. Thanks, thanks for sharing that space. But but what was like that struggle? I, I'm very curious about that struggle too. To start it, you know, you, you know who you're talking to, man. There's no struggle. <laughs> it's what you do. What you mean, man? The day I passed my licensing exam for acupuncture, I sent out a hundred, no, four hundred text messages. This is before Facebook yep. was popping. I think there was MySpace was still going off. Yeah, this is 2000 and what? When I started my own practice was 2010. I started yeah. in Eastern Medicine in 2001. Mm-hmm. But to become a fully official licensed medical practitioner entrusted by the state of California, yeah. uh, you have to go through all these hoops yep. and take these exams. So I finally, I passed my test in 2009 or 10, mm. probably 2009, something like that. And I opened up the following week after passing my license exam. Whoa, the following week? Yeah, I rented, <laughs> I, I, I rented one room. Oh my and god! And, but you're talking to a man who could throw parties. Yeah, exactly. It's you're already talking, and travel the world yeah. alone and make you know meet people. So this is that the hustling energy. Yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, it's like it's like Jay Z hustling the yeah. CDs out of his back trunk. Yep. You know what I mean? And he did that, guys. Buddy. So, so I opened up and I had clients that first week, oh. and within nine months or within that period, I was renting from a massage room. Or they only had two rooms in there, and I was knocking on the door. Hey. Can I use your room? And they got annoyed with me. Mm. So within nine months, I had to like move and I had three treatment rooms. And then the building owner let me break through the wall and open up to so I could have a lounge and a fourth yeah. treatment room. Yeah. So within two years, I had four rooms by 2011, 2012. And we ran that until the building got sold and then our rent got doubled. <sighs> Oakland. Oakland. Check yourself. I know. So our rent got doubled, and we're like, what are we getting for the money? He's like, I'm making it beautiful. I was like, I could give a damn. We were beautiful before. Like, Mm. this is Oakland. Mm. Oakland is beautiful. Mm. Some damn lawyer. I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) Not going to get it. But he lied, too. Like, shaking hands. Mm. Ain't nothing going to happen. Like, I showed him the coats to the building, how to get around the building. Anyway, he's an asshole. (laughs) Um, Dick. (laughs) No, I'm serious. No. I'm like, this is no joke, right? I know. It's ridiculous. So this is happening in 2014. We got our rent doubled. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, we had six therapists working with us, uh, a few acupuncturists. They were like, let's get a new building. It took us like six months and eight months. And we landed at Nine Grand Avenue. Mm. And then we named the building Mahari. What does Mahari mean? Mahari... Mahadi, 
you could find that word in India, central India, mm-hmm. and you could also find it on the east coast of Africa, Ethiopia. Wow. Is that the east or west? Yeah, that's east. And um, the reason why the building is named Mahari is that as an herbalist, I found out Mahari, which is a very close name, dear and dear to my family, mm. it is an herb. And it's a species of mustard seed that when you heat the seed, roast the seed, and then you grind it up into a powder, you can put it on a wound to help heal it, or you can ingest it, and it'll help with digestion and pain in the body. So the theory with my family and I, when we named the building, was to name it Mahari as planting a seed of wellness in the community. Mm. Yeah. So that's what Mahari means. That's the Mahari Wellness Building. That's deep. Yeah. So my clinic, OaklandAcupuncture.com, operates outside of it yeah. as well does, I can't remember the name of all, all the, the different places. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I think I saw the website. My, my apologies for no, including the name, but guys, like, feel free to explore, definitely explore the website. There are a lot of things. Oh, to, to yeah. Get. The website for the Mohari Wellness Building is Mohari.life. M O H A R I dot L I F E. That's how you find out what we have going on. So mm. we haven't been current on social media until about two weeks ago. So excuse us. Yeah, I noticed to... your IG. I was like, yo, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but world, we got word of mouth. You got word of mouth and We've stuff been here like since that. 20, you know, as yeah. a solid business, it's 2010. Mm-hmm. And it's... And we I underestimate have... how long you guys have been in, in operation. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's what I'm saying. Especially for open. that corner. Yeah. Paying the because that rent is high. People it's like, why ridiculous. are you so expensive? I was like, we well, so expensive because I'm great at what I do. <laughs> One, I went back and studied over and over again, and I run continuing education classes. So when we talk, we're really gonna get down to business with what's going on with you. Mm. Two, rent is damn crazy high. Period. So whenever that, our rent goes that up, that block apart from Farley's Coffee is like a bad luck block in terms of like rotating. Like business or whatever, rent is too high. Shiles to the athletic club was still still holding ground over there. <laughs> well, Farley's have been there, I think, what, 10 years? Yeah, 10 15 years, years yeah, something like that. Yeah. Lucas has been there 15 years. Farley's mm-hmm. probably 10 years. Era's been there almost 10 years. Yep. Shiles to them. And we have been there the next longest. Mm. The pizza spot got their lease two years before us, I think, but it took them three years to open. I bulled I bulled those that place myself and my homies and we opened within nine months even though the contractors told us it was going to take four months we were like nah we're doing this and um, so we are the fourth longest open in that in that in that corner right there yeah if you guys are familiar with the with with the with the town, you you'll understand what I'm talking about. But regardless, like tech buddies coming in and pushing us out. <laughs> Seriously, but it's like it's just one of those things of the ever changing and um, ever changing Oakland. And even you personally, you know, you having kids and like you know having family. Like, what was. <laughs> What keeps you motivated to still keep your feet planted over there? Because there's also understandable uh, situations of people having a business, especially brick and mortar, saying, hey, this is too expensive. I still need miles to feed. I need to move out of the bay or whatever. Like, yeah. what? what is like that faith in terms of keeping you grounded? I feel a lot of people need to hear this of like, what has like left you grounded? Even though, I didn't, even though I didn't have a father directly present, yeah. 
I still was able to see him. And he was a hard worker. Hmm. So even though he couldn't be at my sports matches, my football games, I think he, the only wrestling tournament I ever won is the only one he ever showed up to. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, and I wrestled for a while. Tournament, though, right? You're mm-hmm. there for morning. Yeah. So that just speaks to the level of uh, having a solid family. So I'm a family man. Yeah. I have children. I have partners. Um, I, we have community. Mm-hmm. I have patients that have been coming to me for now, ten, mm-hmm. yeah, 2020, 10 years. And I believe in making a difference. So I have people to work for, not just myself, not just my seed. And we need examples of positivity in the world. And I love Oakland. Mm. That's changing a little bit as more people start moving here and trying to not incorporate the energy and the culture and trying to change it to what they want it to be. But I believe there's still a chance. Yeah. And being on this particular corner, I think it's one of the most prolific corners it has wide street corridors people love coming through here it's very busy it makes a statement of positivity of it makes a statement of wellness in the community and i'm gonna have to work wherever i go so why not stay right here Mm. why not stay where uh, it's diverse why not i mean if i wasn't here i wouldn't meet you right now we would not be sitting here together yeah i'd just be getting by or be maybe a token somewhere yeah thanks for welcoming Oh, appreciate thank you having me. Mm-hmm. So, keeping in Oakland, it's a real thing. Yeah, right. And um, the motivation, uh, I love what I do. It's more of a hobby. My real work is negotiating the lease. My real work is uh, keeping the books together. My that that's work. Yeah. The medicine isn't work. The med- medicine is joy. That is great to hear. Yeah, it's. I love it. Like, it's not work. Mm. The work is all the other shit I have to do. Like, social media. What the fuck is that? <laughs> have to be popular? Are you kidding me? That's yo, work. dude, just bring it. Yo, there are a lot of interns out there, man. Just bring an intern. Help I, you I out. I have one right now. She's super dope. She, I'm going to give Stephanie give Zhu. Out. Stephanie yeah. Zhu is the bomb. She, she's passionate. She's dedicated. She wants to learn. Accepted, man. And she's like, well, she'll bring us into the current century. I'm like, mm. fine. <laughs> do it whatever you say woman <laughs> let me just practice my medicine have fun and play exactly music and... shout out to stephanie yeah she's the bomb that's dope and christina she's not she's there too she's mm. holding it down helping out nice and then there's laura like these folks mm. really like it's really a team of people and there's other folks that like i pay contract independent people and yeah there's a lot of backbone supporting that place mm. yeah so tell me about since you're leading folk there, like, tell me about the selection of physicians in there. So it changes based on because we used to bring people in, mm-hmm. and I, they, I used to feed them all their clients, and then they'd either do good or fail, and I yeah. realized I cannot. So I dwindled it down to four massage therapists and Keep myself. Simple. Yeah. So I do the acupuncture. Yeah. Uh, there's four other people doing the body work. There's different types. There's prenatal massage pre and postnatal massage mm-hmm. there are people who, who need like they the fascia is so tight that they can't be touched and they it hurts them yeah so then we have you know stephanie does like a lymphatic style of massage she's also studying reiki mm-hmm. and ayurveda and um 
she does a lot of gentle work. Uh, Jim does, he's, he's an old school cat. He's been around for a long time and he does prolific body work, but he ties it in as a yoga therapist. So he'll put you in poses on the table while doing massage, like chest openers, baller. You won't see that anywhere. And there's Quinn. She's a deep tissue massage specialist and also does um, prenatal. So that, and, and there's Christina who, she graduated from NHI with the highest level of education where she's a neuromuscular therapist. So she understands all the origin sites and insertion sites of the muscles, mm-hmm. what uh, muscles uh, affect what motions and movements when mm-hmm. you're like when you were in a car accident yeah. if you didn't have an acupuncturist she would be the person i refer you to mm. if you know if there was no needles around mm. and then there's myself uh, i graduated from i don't like talking about me <laughs> <laughs> i don't like talking about life it. um, anyway i'm it's an acupuncturist you, uh, lac doctorate mm-hmm. you know but I, I do more than that so that's what we have as the forefront of therapists yeah. and now there's a kundalini specialist in there we have an art uh, art specialist, Ikabumi, in there. And there's people that come in all the time that try to be a part of it. But, you know, it, it, it's just that we do charge a rate for people to be in the space yeah. to bring to bring the magic. And that's the only way that we could have truly afford to be here. However, we get a lot of we, we get a lot of camaraderie, mm. you know, and it's like when we're dealing with people who aren't just trying to piece their life together we could truly help other people. And when you're dealing with people who have so much experience that they're grounded in their practice, they're eating their proper foods, they're living the medicine, it's awesome. Yeah. So I found that the only, like, instead of just bringing people on as employees, you might get garbage. You know, I brought, when I did this back in the day, I had a guy show up 15 minutes late with alcohol in his breath to massage that I actually had to start myself. <sighs> right? And then they want to badmouth you and write you negative stuff on, uh, on social media. It's like, Yelp. get the fuck out of here. I'll stomp on you. You know who you're talking <laughs> to? I'm the yang expression of medicine. I don't know if you can mm. get that, but there's yin and yang. So, extroverted. Or fire. Personally hate Yelp, but that's another story. <laughs> um, so, in terms of, like, how, how Mohari is, like, impacted, especially in this community, like, where would you like to see uh, the wellness... Um, the wellness business, I hate to say business, the wellness practices of um, especially Eastern medicine, Lumine, Moon Garden, you guys, like, where do you feel, what was your personal vision and where, where this sort of alternative wellness should be? Like, what is that next um, goal you want to push Mohari, like, so. past this community? One, like I said, we're it's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Our lease goes up next month. We find out very soon how much that's gonna be. Oh Jesus! Whatever. Yeah, you know. But that. <laughs> but I know that this is the name of the game. Yeah, that's what it is. So we want to attract other modalities into the space. I probably will have another acupuncturist work alongside or, or two. My partner Christina uh, is about to graduate as well. We had a son. And so that took her, it's taking her a little bit longer than Ivy to graduate, but we Mm. had to, it's called raising good humans and you can't do it all. Mm. So she plans on working alongside as an acupuncturist and probably bring in another acupuncturist and then bring in other modalities. Mm. Like I said, Stephanie's studying Reiki. Mm. Uh, There's Ayurveda. 
we want to attract top providers to work out of the space to uh, to give people a more a bigger array of uh, of medicine yeah. ayurveda and acupuncture go hand in hand and it's also believed that ayurvedic medicine uh it helped educate the herb, herbal department of eastern medicine of the mm-hmm. medicine that i practice mm. we use a similar diagnostic system a mm-hmm. uh, very similar approach to herbal application of fighting off ailments of the body and mm-hmm. to boosting one's energy so i really want to curate a higher level of practitioners in the space and this came out of my when doing my um capstone aka dissertation capstone is a good program yeah mm-hmm. um yes please mm-hmm. <laughs> well for that. oh wow my family's gonna let me when i get home <laughs> <laughs> casamigos hey your responsibility um, i know well, i just have to bring some to them and they'll be happy <laughs> That's what that means. I'll stop at Lucky. We, we, we pass half. We pass half, and we're still here. Don't yeah. worry, guys. Yeah, um, I just bring him some in. His, okay, as long as you don't forget us. Um, where was I? That just threw me off. The quality, the, of the quality of practitioners in the space. Yeah. Uh, so, I really did lose track of that. When that was a great laugh. So that's the next level. Higher quality practitioner dissertation capstone. Yes. So. I did it on addiction. So Interesting. Yes. Um, I studied with a doctor, Zhu, from China, and she also has a home, in, I believe, in Mississippi. Hmm. I hear there's really cool beachfront property in Mississippi that people don't go to. Interesting. Yes. So she, after 20 years of practicing acupuncture, developed a auricular acupuncture program in 1977 so she's 57 to 77 all these years of acupuncture as a doctor of acupuncture in china she started work got her doc uh, west i believe she started working in the western realm as a western doctor and so she had uh, her access to cat scans mris and all this vast testing that we don't have as eastern medical practitioners in the united states and she was able to map uh, the nervous system through the ear to the vagus nerve, trigeminal nerve, facial wow. nerve. And then she was able to cast out the traditional ways of doing diagnostics and say these nerves are related to these systems or yeah, mm-hmm. systems of the body. And I noticed in her book, uh, I, it was part of my doctoral program because you have to study things as stages and I was studying auricular acupuncture because I'm highly... Uh, interested in the ears for acupuncture because the government uses it in uh, when they're treating injury in the field. Ah, I see where you're saying. Right? And then when I was in my master's program, I worked at the Heart Center in, I believe, Hayward, Mm -hmm. at H-A-A-R-T. I can't remember what the acronym is for. You're going to hear me say I can't remember a lot. I'm old, folks. (laughs) And um, we were treating, uh, it was a methadone treatment facility for heroin. So I was, I was working there, and I have I have a connection to this. So I noticed that Dr. Zhu created her own auricular system. At the methadone clinic, we used something called NADA, which was a French system of just five points in the air. But this doctor was able to map 200 diseases plus diseases and ailments and or issues that you could treat by the ear only. Yeah. So I'm studying with this lady. Uh, specifically, uh, my closest brother, Lonsdale, uh, was an addict. 
Mm. He, he passed away in 2012. My and, condolences. Thank you. And um, he was my closest brother because I was the odd, strange one. Remember, yeah. like, yeah. Um, we we I could we could off off That's air fine. we could talk yeah. about all that. Um, but for my brother, I really wanted to treat addiction, but I found it was something really hard to treat. And I and I when I worked at the heart center, uh, after one semester, I was like, I'm not going back. Because I want to teach people how to eat and or treat them, and they would just actually find a little bit of temporary relief. Yeah, but it was and then go back to it. go back. Yeah, yeah. I, I just just in terms of now you're talking about addiction. Have you heard of uh, Dr. Carl Hart? I heard. I had not too much. I heard the name, but I haven't um, studied uh, it. His, his book is called High Times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's High kind Times, of, like the magazine. Uh, it's kind of like High Times, <laughs> the weed magazine, yeah. but it's High Times. Blah 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 blah. I'll mm-hmm. send you the the link to the book. It's a very good book. I, I listened to the audio version of like how medicine has mistaken what addiction is mm-hmm. in particular. Um, one of the examples was like I think um, was this experiment about the rat about like hitting the lever mm, for the coke, sugar and cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sugar and like yeah, cocaine. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So one of he said um, one of the flaws with that experiment is that. As far as you know, if you, if you guys know that experiment, uh, there's a I, I think it's a mouse or a rat. Like it, it's like it's given a certain environment, right? A closed environment with like tubes and whatever. Think of like like just just imagine you're here, like a very enclosed environment, right? Mm-hmm. And the the rat or the, or the mouse I can't remember is given like a lever, and I, and does the as the mouse push the uh, pushes the lever, like a an ounce like not an ounce, but like some some coke like Cocaine. Comes, in, yeah, yeah. comes out, yep, right? Yep, correct. Yep, yep. Mouse takes part of it, goes back, but later on, with the enclosed closed environment, the mouse go back to it and it it onto your ODs, right? Yeah. So people thought like with that was like, oh yeah, it's obvious coke is is addictive. Mm-hmm. But they're like, wait a minute. With the environment, the, the the mouse is an enclosed environment, so they gave the mouse like a another mouse like a larger environment. I'm not sure. Don't please fact check me if it's the same mouse. A large environment. I'd say like, rat, but rat whatever. <laughs> it's an large a large environment with like you know Dirty nicer rat. stuff or whatever, and they had the same Dirty. like lever system. Mm-hmm. The rat goes there and gets the coke. But they later on realize the frequency of what when the rat goes there is way less compared to the environment in the enclosed cage. Oh, claustrophobic. So it's kind of like, so it was one of those, those, um, that Carl was like, wait a minute. It's like, there's also a correlation between classism and communities and the environment you're in yeah. in relation with drugs. If that's what I got, I'm yeah, gonna get it. Exactly. In that's the it. relation with drugs. Give that, me that crack. Yeah, exactly. Crack cocaine and all that stuff. And he was a part of the crack era. And he actually admitted like he tried it, but with his like ele- elevation to where he wanted to be as a PhD, he was like, he didn't need to go back to it because his life his life situation at one point was was okay. But people had that misconception of just like, oh, this drug is, he's actually a pro-legalization of like all drugs. Like I think there's a next- Keep it controlled. Like keep it, obviously keep it controlled. I'm not encouraging people 
to go get meth or whatever, but like Shit. and all that stuff. That's a different story. I lived but in Fresno for a little bit. All bad. You live in Fresno. Yeah, you know all that bad. Place. That's yeah. that's that's meth central. Yeah, but there's also an impact of the environment you're in versus oh, yeah. the substance you you really? take. Even with like, come on, even with families with alcoholism and all that stuff, like it, it also it also involves in the environment you're in, and the environment plays an impact. You just changed the trajectory of this conversation altogether, <laughs> brother. <laughs> to come back to addiction. <laughs> no, we'll come, back, say, we'll like, come back. We'll come back. To so it. that yeah. reminds me of a documentary mm-hmm. that I watched in like 1998 called "A Fire This Time." I need to write that. Where's my fucking pen? Yeah. And that was the Reaganomics time. Is that what they called it? And um, you would it discussed how I'll tell you after I'll mm-hmm. text it to you. Yeah. But um, the fire this time goes into how the government was dropping crack cocaine into, or just cocaine into. A, communities of people of color specifically the black community oh yeah, yeah yeah that's that's factual it's but, true yeah so <laughs> and this documentary showed that there but were that there were tractor trailers that were dropped off with some ex cargo yeah. like who knows what was in it but they would say they would leave it in east la or wherever I, I don't, i've yeah. never lived in la and it would be get robbed Interesting. and so it could try you could track it through insurance claims that these tractor trailers that would get robbed of what kind of car, whatever cargo was that was drugs. Oh. And it also goes into guns. Oh. They, they would have this shipment of guns being shipped somewhere, and then all of a sudden they were uh, disappeared. The guns were gone. But then it was robbed, and then these companies would, were able to file insurance claims against their cargo that was stolen. Oh, that is so fucking sneaky. So now not only are you screwing over these people these african-americans you are now also capitalizing making money off of it in so many ways they're killing each other mm-hmm. you're, you're making money off the drugs you're getting the insurance money fire this time is pretty raw i love it mm. and uh the professor who taught who showed that to me was giselle busque and, I, and now she's teaching at uh, san jose state right now mm. and she, we work out together we still hang out uh 20 two years later Go Spartans. Yeah, right? Uh, she was down at State. She was at UC Berkeley. Now mm-hmm. she, yep, she's over there with, with our boys. And uh, she's still rocking it, but a big ups to her for helping to teach me about this. It was in our humanities course. Nice. Yeah. No, yeah. and, um, you know, you see examples like Portugal in terms of decriminalization of all drugs. And you saw, the, like, the level of improvement in terms of, like, yeah. And also the level of improvement with methadone, like, with more effective methadone clinics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I tell people, I'm like, people do not like to be told what to do. Americans. Like, American. In terms of American ment- ment- mentality and stuff like that. Yeah. Figure but, it out, Americans. <laughs> Figure it out. You, someone's saying something for a reason. But it's it's kind of like we have this mentality like, no, this is bad for you. This is bad for you. And it's like, and that's, and I'm glad you brought out the, the topic for, of addiction because it's like, it's it's one it's still one of the most trickiest subjects for like it's so subjective to different types of people but Mm -hmm. it's like there's no like one clean slate to explain it but Mm. the more you study about it you realize like oh this is beyond just just a regular like 
topic of human psychology classism socioeconomic yeah. I told you disposition exactly. i told you about environment yeah. yeah um not just racism people mm-hmm. that want to call it racism no it's now class and it's there's class. dr joy dr joy degru is that mm-hmm. how you know yeah. her is that how you say her name dr degru mm-hmm. man y'all need to check her out she's 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 making good, great jokes mm-hmm. about now white folks are feeling the pain that us people of color have been feeling for a long time. <laughs> They're like, but I'm a good human. Mm-hmm. How are you pressing me out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this class has gone far. It's going far. But uh, back to addiction and to bring it full circle, yeah. you know, back to Dr. Huang mm. and working at the Heart Center, the reason that I want to differentiate the practitioner circle at Mahadi comes back to this capstone dissertation that I did. Yes. And my conclusion at the end of my study was I only help people temporarily. And I classified Eastern medicine just for the little bit that I was doing. It was just the needles. It wasn't herbs. It wasn't education because they couldn't even handle it because they were addicts. How much can an addict take when they're in that much pain? They're not sleeping. They're drinking. They're waking up and drinking alcohol. That what I was doing was a spoke in the wheel. Wow. So I'm just a part of the wheel. So Mahari, if we're able to make a bloom, we need other top-notch professionals, not people trying to get by, not people trying to fake the funk, but people who could bring true knowledge, not people just trying to pay their rent. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's how we got to that, the level of the next step for Mahari. Mm-hmm. Where do I see us going now in the future? And with this rent increase, the business plan is, hey, bring in top quality professionals. We don't got to worry about it. Mm. We don't got to worry about it. And you know what? All these people in the community need us. We all, like y'all actually, are on computers. Most of Mm y'all. And I'm looking at the microphone because (laughs) (laughs) who am I going to look at? (laughs) Y'all are at the desk job talking about, hey, I'm going to get this thing that's going to help my posture. I'm standing to sitting to standing to sitting. Nah, fools. That's not going to (laughs) help. It's not going to help your situation. (laughs) I mean, it's going to, it might on a micro note. Temporarily. Yeah. But we can help you. It's called self-care here at Mahari. Self-care here at Mahari. So I want to be able to provide you with what you need, period. And that doesn't mean I'm administering it myself, but we are manufacturing a program that is based on our natural ways of being, mm-hmm. period. Do you think um, integrated system, the integrated system will definitely adapt from a federal level? Are you optimistic about that? I, man, I was born an optimist. What do you think I am now? <laughs> Are you? Mm, it's about a balance. Mm-hmm. Some days I am, some days I'm not. When I learn about the insurance system from Blue Shield, I believe, in Florida, mm-hmm. in order for an acupuncturist to get paid out, they the acupuncturist must have a correlation of treatment to pathology. Wow. Now, let me explain that. If you come in with a stomach ache, and an acupuncturist must say, hey, I treated a certain set of 12 points for that stomach ache, or you cannot get paid. 
Interesting. So when I heard this, I was like, what the fuck? They're not trying to dictate the treatment protocol? That's very weird. Wait. Do they know the treatment protocol? They don't know the treatment protocol. Do they not know that 12 people could come in with a stomachache and have 12 different herbal formulas prescribed? Or 12 different set of points prescribed based on their presentation of disease? We don't just say, hey, stomachache, needle this point. We differentiate. It's called a differential diagnosis. Diagnosis. And we have to say, oh, is it food-based, meaning they ate too much? Or is it food poison? Or is it that their metabolism is too damn fucking slow and they eat too much too much food mm. that we now have to give them um, bitters and all this other stuff to increase their metabolism so they can break down the food to extract nutrients? Uh, that would be equ- equated to something called spleen chi deficiency. And excuse me for cursing... Prior, but I get, I get I get a little I get a little mm-hmm. emotional because actually someone might feel that attacked when it's not even their fault. Mm. So I'm just I'm upset with the big picture. Yeah. I'm upset with how people don't know what they don't know. And then might attack me for judging them when I'm not really judging them at all. I'm judging the system. Yeah. And they're only a victim and they don't even know that. So back to Blue Shield, they are now trying to say you cannot get paid out unless you do this protocol. Now, if they do that, now people are going to doing that protocol on every stomachache. What do you think is going to happen? People aren't going to get better. Now they're defacing the medicine. And when they deface the medicine, they could say, look, you need our drugs. You need our pharmaceuticals. Pepto-Bismol. And if I wind up dead, if I... I'm going back to stomachache. I'm trajected to live to 120 years old. And if I die before that, you know, they kill me for talking all this <laughs> stuff. Just saying. But even with that, it's like, why isn't there more conversations? I'm not just talking about the Western physicians, but there still needs to be more... Forgive my ignorance. Are there a lot of this conversation between insurance companies and physicians a lot in terms of what needs to be adjusted and what needs to be revised? You know, with Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Blue Shield, Aetna, Kaiser. Like, do you feel even as a physician, there's a lot of conversations being made in terms of an understanding of what needs to be covered and what they need to, to understand? And if not, how can we as a community, like, you know, push that? You know, obviously we gotta start small. So, if I understand you correctly, yeah, are you asking, are they covering the right stuff? Yeah, in terms of questions like, are the we right covering issues? the right stuff? Hey, Blue Shield, why are you not covering this? I am, what is your I, reason? I have to be truly honest. In, in California, I am highly displeased. Hmm. It's smoke and fucking mirrors. I have a person who could come on here. I can, by law, I cannot mm. say anything about this person's name or the situation. Fine. Yeah, I believe her deductible was twenty thousand dollars to get acupuncture. Whoa, 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 whoa! How? That's it. My disclaimer. My new disclaimer for all the people in the world who thinks I need to know about insurance. No, I specialize in treating you. I am not going to specialize in understanding your insurance. Mm. But I keep learning by default. So I can't tell you how, but this is their way of saying we offer this service. 
Hey, did you like what? my uh, code switch voice? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, let me stop. Wow. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. Or you have the service, but you have to be authorized by a uh, Western uh, practitioner. Yeah. Uh, you know, I deal with the stuff all the time, and, and people like judge me like for not knowing their plans. And the the it's a racket because people must get authorization in so many different ways. And some people who make a lot of money, they come in and pay nothing. That that like the pe- and I, it blows my mind. Hmm. So that's why my Oakland Acupuncture Integrative Medicine Clinic stays to me. And this Mahari Wellness Building is for the people. Like mm. I'm trying to figure out my world in this insurance thing that I do. I treat patients, and I see all this garbage. Yeah. And Mahari Wellness is cash only. You can't touch us. I see what you you're can't saying. touch Mahari Wellness Building. F y'all. Like you, po- like we are free of politics. We're cash based. Mm. Uh, we we could have wellness parties. We could we could build art, sell art, and stimulate our community. Rather do out of pocket than deal with that. Yeah, fucking... yeah, yeah. I get and, it. And that's a team I of people it. where OAMC, uh, OaklandAcupuncture.com. Yeah, it's just me. Interesting. And while I figure that out, and we'll see what I do in the future with that. Man. But uh, the insurance game, the insurance game is a fool. Wow. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I get so emotional. Like maybe I need to do more of these. This is my first one ever. People being interviewed. Um, no, but you get what I'm saying. Is it's kind of like I'm not saying like oh, I bet people are like some some listeners are not saying like oh yeah, why can't you get an insurance game? But there's a reason. You know, you've you've done your part of the job and your research Splash. of it, and like and so what? Here's some water, man. Yeah, I need water. Yeah. But I, the reason why I didn't mm-hmm. drink your water earlier, yeah, is because I noticed it came out of the fridge. No, it actually came what? out. It actually came out of that Primo filter. I actually, oh. I actually get a five gallon keg from Whole Foods, by the Me way. Me too. And I actually dispense from there. You get the oh, reosmosis. Yeah. Uh yes, reverse that's, osmosis. That's what I serve my clients, and we that's, that's my shit. Ah. So it's reverse osmosis. No, 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 no I thought it came out the fridge. I was like, no, 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 no. no. no it's <laughs> no, it's fine. Hey, you, it's it's good to question, but. Dude, guys, you can get five gallon keg for two dollar twenty cents from mm. from. I'm drinking Whole all Foods. right now. This, I'm, from I'm freaking really, Whole Foods. I'm so particular about my whatever. It's like East Bay mud. I'm like, yeah. And I have a big. I don't want to out my clients. No, it's that fine. work there. But I'm like, yo, they're like, don't bad mouth water. I'm like, yo, no. I, the, <laughs> it's not that East Bay mud isn't good. I believe in them. Mm-hmm. The pipes in my building, I like yeah, every bad. month I see brown water yeah, pop yeah, yeah. out now and then. I'm be, like, be very aware of the type of water. It's the pipes in yeah. my building. Yeah. I don't like East Bay Mud's the bomb. Yeah. I that love y'all for bunch. what y'all do. It's, I wish it just our, depends on the place. Yeah, the our bi- like check pipes. your building owners, make sure your pipes are clean and fresh because that toxicity will hit you. Yeah, that, that's why that's I've been why I've doing this yeah. method since college. Mm. I my brother has been doing his methods since Man, college. Thank you. I remember like people come to my bar. They were like, "Why you have a freaking office dispenser thing?" And I was like, "Well, it's the cheapest way. Don't get freaking. Don't spend money thirsty. on like." <laughs> I was about to say it. I was about to say like, "He's he's gone holding this man. Yeah. He's not drinking water. No, no, no. <laughs> I got. I just pounded like three cups already. No, now I know what it is. Fresh water. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah." Um, Sorry, we're sidetracked. That was why. But get get good water, guys. Mm. Um, Everything, man. Your tea, you'll feel like crap. There, there was some study. I have a book Mm -hmm. that talked about like if you played heavy metal towards the water, how the molecules would break apart, and if like 
and, and supposedly this is replicable in the world of science. I'm like, go to PubMed and check anything mm. of these things out. I say, don't fact check through Google. <laughs> fact check. I, I love PubMed. You like you like PubMed? You use PubMed? Yeah, I use PubMed some sometimes. What do you use like when you fact check? Um, in terms of health, anything, anything. Fact check. Fact check. Factcheck.org for political stuff. Yeah. There's a it's actually like a legit app. I think it's factcheck.org. It's not it's very um unbiased and stuff cool. like that. Leave the facts and stuff. I'm gonna like use that. that. Um I'll send you the link of it. Um but in terms of health, like I've always known WebMD, but I know WebMD is like BS. Sometimes. I don't want to talk smack on them because I don't know them. Yeah, exactly. So. Half the time I see cool stuff, I'm like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I but really... they summarize good. But yeah. I actually, in terms of health, but yeah, feel free to plug Pub, like PubMed. very good PubMed actually PubMed Pub Pub P U B then M E D dot G O V then G O V. Okay, yep, that's, that's good. To that's know. what I use. But um. But yeah, you know, it's like going back to the insurance thing. I'm I'm glad it's like I maybe from that mindset, you guys were like, you know what, man, we don't want to go through these hoops. We're already licensed professionals. We will determine. We will determine our form of transaction. We're not gonna deal with like dealing with this insurance people mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's fair in terms of that because that insurance world can be so freaking tricky what i wish was that there should be more transparency and education with a lot of these insurance companies and what they're doing no nah, they're 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 i don't are insurance companies owned by the shareholders stockholders uh, yeah see that's the caribbean in me i speak I perfect <laughs> i speak slobbery perfect english y'all <laughs> but there's a yard man here just so you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> hey um insurance is bad they want to make as much money and hold on to their money as long as possible and they want to base everything on fear i think if you pay for insurance and don't use it you should get all of your money back or maybe that percentage like i play for the usta you uh united states tennis association and if i pay a hundred dollars the fee if i say hey i don't want to play or i don't play they refund me back minus their fee. I always wonder that why don't why should it be like premium base even when you're not doing because they're doing shit. America's greedy man, <laughs> and we have the so, lowest lowest rate. But you know, in terms of car insurance, there's some companies like Metro Mile that are actually very good at it. Like in terms of like maybe. Like for real, like you using your vehicle, this is how much you Americans pay. Yeah. have been eating the same food from the same grocery stores since the inventation of farming and grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're not thinking. You want what you see on TV. You want what you see on the magazines. Now you yeah. want what you see on social media. So you're not thinking about this. You just fucking buy your bullshit insurance and most of y'all don't even need it. And then the insurance companies keep that money. That's why I have HSA in many cases, usually. And you can use it at our space. In our space. We take it. Exactly. <laughs> we take HSA and FSA. <laughs> they take HSA hey, and FSA. But check this out. I have one person who was like, who's getting ridiculed for mm-hmm. spending their money at Why? our spot. They're like, they're charging for this? Why? I'm like, <laughs> if you could go to CVS and buy Excedrin, why that? You're at a wellness facility. And they're like, and they deny, they're like getting denied. Mm. Not many people, only one. 
but I'm seeing it starting this way. I'm like things that I've not seen before. I've seen payouts go from a, a living, uh, what do they call it, living wage, yeah. to a survival wage. Survival. Survival. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Shield, who just moved to Oakland. Yeah, they erected their building. They they just hired a third party company managing one of their insurance programs called Ash. Ash may be good for a new graduate who needs to boost their clientele, who doesn't know what they're doing, who's trying to figure out their way through the clinic. They may be good, but can't see so many people. So Blue Shield will refer a lot of people to them. They refer, the, now they're, they're going to this thing called Ash, American Specialty Health, mm-hmm. who, in fact, takes, I think, like 70% of the payment. That's so a you could go from making $190, $200 dollars a visit, meant like, is crazy to forty dollars a visit. Wow. So now you're forced to force you're forced to see clients, patients, people, humans in 15, 16 minute segments versus an hour segment where you can understand the pathogen, where is their disease or, or originating. When you take a person's pulse, you need to feel it for like five minutes. Hmm. You need to check a person's tongue. And I practice Japanese acupuncture where I need to palpate the body to see where the nerves are going wrong. Mm. And then I need to correlate that in other parts of the body where I see the nerves are going wrong. And if these two points on each part of the body are going wrong, I know how to treat the person. If I'm forced to get needles into a person within 15 minutes to be able to pay my rent, you're going to force us out. Hmm. So when you pay someone $40, $50... And they're paying premium rent to be downtown Oakland. We're not going to use them. We're going to be cash-based and you're going to pay for that. But people need to question their system. People need to question their insurance companies. No one questions. They want their, people are forced to worry about making money every day. How are they going to put food on the table for their kids? They're not gonna, they don't have time and energy. I the system is designed specifically to stop you from asking questions. Yeah, I get it. All right, let me. St- I told you I didn't want to talk. Like, let me guess about that. <laughs> I you yeah, you, you were like two ahead of me. <laughs> Keep up, bro. Uh, peer, peer pressure's a bitch. I, I did not peer pressure you. No, I know. No, but it's, you, it's you, you just recorded. look. You just look beautiful and sexy over there with your drink. <laughs> you just, you just do it by. It's like subliminal. It's like those those magazines I see or those billboards that they finally ban cigarettes at least. Subliminal. Uh, I was born to serve. I'm a classic man. I'm a classic man. I don't sing. Shout, shout out yeah. to G Day now. But, but, um, no, it's it's because of no. Thanks, thanks for elaborating a little bit more of like okay, why why this is it, it's but it's kind of like man, it's like they just needs. I feel that as more education about this goes on. Because there's so many complications. People are like, oh my God, I don't have time to, to research into this. I get it. But this affects you and yeah. everybody and yes. future health and whatever you, you deal with, you know. And, I, and I'm coming to a point that of, you know, trying to discipline myself that health has to be number one in everything that happens. Health you gives know? you more time. Yeah. Time on earth, time in life, yeah. time to enjoy. You know, so it, it, it's 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 funny because um, 
I feel like, yeah, health is a basic human right, it, no matter yes. who you are. So Big it's up. like I, the fact that. that this country hasn't figured that shit out, it really astounds me of like why you guys really like people just want to just feel about profit. I'm like, yo, like this is health. <laughs> profit is in joy. Mm-hmm. Profit is an experience. And yes, cash can bring a certain level of joy, but it's back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. It's your base joy. It's having a roof over your head. They find that people that are rich are no more happier than people that are poor. Here are, here are three things of, uh, of the, the basic human rights. Health, education, housing, usually. like I feel like this three should be like another like level of basic human rights to have. In general. Have you heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yes. You're speaking it right yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. That you're doing it. That, that's that's what it is. But for some reason, no matter where you are in the political aisle or whatever, I was like, I, I was like, why is it not common sense of just like, yeah, you need these three things to... That's why it's called the rat race. <laughs> yeah, I think the system is designed to keep people down. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize it. They're like, oh, I'm going to get the, like my family coming over. How do you come over here from Jamaica and Anagata? Anagata's dope, y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't go. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's too late. I know you're going to all it's, be it, there. It's, it's too well, late. Well, come see me, you, you know? Fucked, you fucked up. <laughs> um, How do you come over and think that New York's going to expand to Pennsylvania? Mm. You're, you're mind fucked. And that's what I learned in the military. Everything is an illusion. You know, the government is in bed with Hollywood. All those pro-war movies, that was Hollywood. And the government and the government was paying them money to create these pro-war movies. Uh-huh. So people would have, feel entitled, you know, to the country as an American. Like, smoke and mirrors. Distractions. Yeah. And then you have to pay your bills. And then when the rent goes up, we just, oh well, man, everyone's making too much money. Yeah, increase the rent, so now people have to move, yeah. and and now you're breaking apart what was Oakland. Oh, and then it's another way to break up. It's a it's a smooth way of breaking up a political force. All the people who can't afford to live in Oakland that had the political minds have now dispersed. They're no longer. I, it's together. like I know three, um, four people in the matter of three years have moved out mm-hmm. of the Bay Area in general. Oh, either outside of the Bay Area or outside of the states itself. And these are like very good people that could really do a lot with the community. Mm-hmm. When life happens, maybe when we should all happen. maybe all us brown people should move to Nevada. Pick one spot. <laughs> White fucking Nevada, bro. <laughs> uh, tax laws, regulations. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's actually no tax, no state tax in Nevada. Yeah. So and, and Oregon. No, and we ain't going there. No, too cold, cloudy, <laughs> vitamin D. Bre- we, we, we need sun and, and our melanin needs vitamin. No, hell no. You can still file <laughs> there a are corporate. Nine states. There are nine states in the country. No, there don't. No, no. Tax. Let's pick one. Okay. we Texas. I vote. No, screw that. Um, how can I just dictate? <laughs> We're moving to Nevada. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do in the fucking middle of the desert? No, I just moved closer to California, right on the border. Oh, just yeah, right on the just, border. Just right there. Like at that, Partly that. Reno. So I read this article <laughs> recently. I read this article. Yeah. That um, 
the Californians moving there with their ways, not just to take like so. There's a nice balance of not just taking advantage of their tax yeah. laws, but you're bringing our prolific nature, our identities, and our ways. And they don't care about staying themselves. They're like, thank God for upgrading us. Where here in Oakland, we're like, you tech people are moving in and degrading us. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to dance to the dope ass music at the new parish. You're trying to build your own weird. But I feel LA like thing. the conversation needs to happen. I'm tech. Yeah. But guess what? Like, I still see some of those people you, you talk about. And I was like, you know, this is one of the things I tell a lot of people in the alternatives. Like, you know, in terms of the, like, and this is why I wouldn't tell some tech people. I'm like, yo, y'all have good talents of what can change in terms of technology. And I admit, there's some few companies that are, they're, they're trying to do that. Some few startups, they're trying to do that. But I like Tess Posner, to- by the way. Huh? Tess Posner. Posner? Tess Posner. She has a uh, a tech. It was a startup at that yeah. time who uh, teaches young girls, and she says people of color, yeah. how to code in AI. Is she also part of the girl? Uh, does she donate a part of the girls? Um, girls code. Black girls. Oh, what was the was black girls code? Yeah, black girls code. I Is haven't. Heard, I haven't heard that from her, but I know that Google gave her quite a bit of money. Yeah. And she did some good fundraising, and it was like, hey, if you study AI learning from, not Khan Academy, um, I'll, I'll text it over to you yeah, later. Yeah. But, that, but you see what I'm saying? There needs to be more content. And even like all these transplants coming in here, it's kind of like, yo, you got to have some understanding of where what soil you on. The tech is biased. Yeah, they, they're not going to. No. I, I've, so when you asked me if yeah. I was an optimist... <laughs> In this situation, no. Because I look at history. I'm a political scientist. Repetition. Repetition. I was a double major history political scientist and minor in aerospace science. I didn't say the history part earlier because I dropped that. Show off. Because I didn't need that. (laughs) I realized politics and history were the overlapping. I was like, oh. Mm. So I went and took like racquetball (laughs) and midnight, midnight snowshoeing. You are so stupid. I don't know how many Jamaicans can say they went midnight snowshoeing. Very peculiar to me, but I've done it. <laughs> Dude, I have a cool runnings joke, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no. Hey, but I heard there was a true women's bobsled team. Uh, yeah, Nigerians. Yeah. Hot, like, amazing Fire. women. Fire. Fire. No, no, like legit pop bobsleds and Nigerian team. I gotta YouTube that. <laughs> you are so stupid. <laughs> you see, once we once black folks infiltrate, even like the, the sports you don't expect us to infiltrate, we destroy. Mm. That's why I keep on telling like what once once black folks take over hockey, man, forget about it. Didn't we have a guy? We we have we have a guy. We had a token. We we have a few tokens in the um in um Formula One. I you, I can't believe you just said hockey. <laughs> Ice hockey, ice hockey. You know how much money it costs to put up an ice rink? It's stupid. And then how much money it takes to put up I'm surprised a the program Oakland, in the ice rink? Yeah, Oakland um, skating rink, uh, what's it called? Like, I'm, I'm surprised it's still around. So I know black folks know why basketball is prominent. It's fucking, what, cement, pavement, yeah, yeah, tarmac, yeah. whatever. I don't know what the fuck they call it. No, whatever, that's an man, airport. Right here. And a hoop. Awesome. Super Jeep. Very cheap. A, a gated fence. Yeah. We don't have access to food. How are we going to have access to hockey, golf, tennis, 
and badminton. Damn. All right. You're like, saying get your bi- priorities right. Okay. <laughs> like we don't have. So again, to me, it's mm-hmm. yeah. We um, got yeah, hockey. We ain't taking over hockey. <laughs> that will kill us all before we take over hockey. <laughs> oh damn. Oh my god. No, no, no. I, I seriously thank you for this conversation because it's also also educated like hope you guys like especially heard from him like in terms of especially if you're really interested I'll tell folks if you're really interested and want to learn about this, want to be part of this, especially if you're a person of color and want to be part of this, that's also very good, you know. So it's like me need more representatives about He's faded, well. y'all. He, he he drank a lot. It's cool. Nah, nah, nah. it was good. It's real. Nah. Th- thank you, Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, good. George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Randy. Um, but um, no, it's it's no. You it, it, even shed some light in terms of like what needs to happen, and and I'm glad there's an organization like you guys that are still standing your ground, especially in that location, because there are a lot of people that would be like understandably so it's like i got mouths to feed after this like and that's one of the things i was just like very appreciate that very like curious about you i was like wow you're still like really holding your ground in man. terms of this place have you seen the other kids? physician we have kids man they play like <laughs> man they, they they have nothing but joy mm-hmm. joy 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 yeah. joy yeah so um and wow, we talked a lot. It's three thirty-five. Hey, um, this is extended version, y'all. That's that's one thing I love about conversations like this. So, in terms of Shaman's plug, I know you plugged already, but tell the folks where they can find you. Stuff about like you know, few education stuff that you've even brought in. You know, here's your plug time. Here mm. you go. What's up, Oakland? What's up, America? <laughs> What's up, Globe? Globe, Jesus. <laughs> uh, August G. Varlak. Mahari Wellness Building is located at 9 Grand Avenue in downtown Oakland. Uptown Oakland. It's the uptown of the downtown, bro. <laughs> like, I, like I, whenever I see that on a piece of paper, I'm like, how the fuck do I describe this? I'm like, it's like 20 uptown blocks. Folks. I know. Uptown. <laughs> when I was distracted as a child... I would show up to my father's office. I got him triggered. <laughs> I would show up to my father's office at the Port Authority. He's if you all know where that's Yorker. at, it's 42nd Street and 8th Avenue. And man, I saw the most raunchiest things. It was amazing. I loved it as a boy growing up. But I would walk. Just mm-hmm. to walk 20 blocks was like almost an hour. Yeah, I know. I would I'm walk 160. Downtown. I would walk from Midtown. <laughs> To downtown, then to Canal Street. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Batiman, oh no. And then I'd walk back, I'd walk across and then up to the Upper East Side, right. 120th, <laughs> back over to Harlem and back down. And it would take me a day. It's still downtown. Man. No. I got this East Coast it, trigger. It takes me 12, man, I was young. I was 12 years old and walking for 12 hours. Oakland. There is no uptown downtown. It's just Oakland downtown. Okay. There's the uptown real estate projects of Oakland that they want to sell you as a, a, a big ass city. It's dope. I love it here. But it's not the, I like the idea. It's cute. 
I, I you know I like the districts. It's, it, it's like it's on the edge. When I when I fly to Louisiana, New Orleans, I was I like, damn. I love that. That's place. a city. I love that place. Go get me started. Yes. What? Go get me started. When's the last time you've been back? Uh last year. Mm-hmm. Was this summer? Yeah, I think last year's summer. Fourth time in New Orleans. Where do you stay? Um, like close literally close to Louis Armstrong Park. Oh. Cool. I haven't stayed over there. Mm-hmm. My son's at Xavier. Oh, Xavier University. Yeah, Dope. yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize New Orleans would literally be the the that one city in the South. Like, if I was to move to, I'll move to. But um, because there is the a devil in me, I do not want to. <laughs> I don't want to move to New Orleans. No, I believe that us people of color should go buy property. Oh there. yeah, yeah, one hundred. And actually, in terms of property, we'll talk about it later on. I actually want to in the future invest in property in New Orleans. Yeah, I have a bunch of spaces right now ready to pop. Oh. Yeah, I was just there. I got back and went back. My son couldn't make it home for Thanksgiving, so I flew out there. I was like, you know what? Let's just do this. And then he came out for Christmas. So Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had it together, you know, and um, I met an officer. I got a, I got mm-hmm. a yellow, yellow Zone Parker ticket on Sunday. I was like, but in Oakland, they don't give tickets on a Sunday in the Yellow Zone. Yeah. They're like, this ain't Oakland, brother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, welcome to New Orleans. So I'm in the cop car. It's it just strange. I'm in the police car driving around with Officer Kelly. And he's like, you need to move here. I was like, what? what? Wait, you giving me a ticket? And you tell me to move? It was a strange. I know. Man, and he brought me in. He's like, yo, this is how it works. I ain't going to say it on the air because everyone can hear this. Yeah. But we got to buy property out there. Guys, Just invest, saying. invest, invest. New Anyways. Orleans, Atlanta, this is Philly. <laughs> if you like cold, <laughs> if you like flying roaches, it depends on what you like. If you want to be uh, underwater by hurricanes, you gotta, you know, you gotta invest. Regardless, this African does real. not like humidity as much. I'm telling you, you got pretty hair. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I love your hair. Yeah, it's thank dope. You very actually, much. appreciate you. Like my uncle Travel. What? Yeah, but his is down to his. He's he's one. Of no, the, no, no. I ain't going that extreme, bro. Yeah, Fuck my that my shit. uncle's like, I ain't gonna tell you what he calls me. He's like, yo, I went to run eight miles, man. And next thing I know, no, 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 I was gonna do sixteen miles. There's something in the water, whatever, man. And he, and, and, he, and he goes and he goes. I'll tell you. All right, Dude, I gotta crazy. say, he's like. I went to run this distance, sixteen eight whatever, and I but I forgot to account that I had to run back. So I had to double. So was, I can't remember if it was eight miles or sixteen miles. Shit was long. It was either sixteen Come or thirty two. Sixteen or thirty two. Whatever. Miles. You African too. Rasta man. Whatever. He Rasta. probably exaggerated too. So whatever. He no no no. I'm gonna leave it at eight. <laughs> this mofo, my uncle Jelly, aka Travel. Ran eight miles on the beach, and whenever I go to him, I have to run on the beach with him, and I have to swim with him every time I touch down in Lauderdale. Wow. He lives in West Palm Beach. We have to go swim in the ocean, period, and then we drum. Wow. That's how we start off our uh, visit. More blessings to him. Now, that's wellness, whatever he has in the system. Rastaman. Well, go back to your plug, man. Silly. Oh, man, don't worry about that. Just come visit us at Mahari Wellness Building. <laughs> Downtown Oakland, 
Come get some acupuncture. Understand your food. Understand what you're putting in your body. When I prescribe you herbs, ain't gonna, there's no fructose in them. There's no flavor. There's It's earth mm-hmm. and herbs. And what you need is what, is what it's going to taste like. So do it. Don't ask any crazy questions. You're not going to understand if I tell you it in Mandarin because you don't understand. If you understand Mandarin, please challenge me. I would love to challenge. Wow. <laughs> Yo. Yo. No, no. As fun. As fun fun wow as joy of learning like what is this herb is this horsetail wow is this mugwort he's, you he's know? pulling a challenge out there guys yeah so <laughs> come drink the herbs and feel better understand what you need to do don't tell me why you can't do it and then i'm going to tell you to go see a psychotherapist which maybe a psychotherapist needs to be in the building mm. when i talk about bringing it to higher levels mm. right because i get that challenge a the lot mental I'm like, stuff yeah. yeah, like I'm that's I, like that's not my verse. I could tell you what to do, but if you have an issue in getting to where you need to do what you need to do, let's be a team in getting you there. Nice, nice. So that's my plug. Excellent plug. Mental health is important. I, I do see a therapist too. So yeah. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. And it's done. So folks, happy lunar new year. Here's the year of the rat. And in case you guys don't understand what the rat is about, um, unfortunately, um, in Western culture, obviously, I hate rats personally, but the rat, according to the Zodiac, is the first animal of all the, the, the 12 creatures. And it's, it's tend to be the most clever of all the 12 creatures. And the rat represents the, the beginning of a new cycle over 12 years. So whatever you're going through this year, according to that, is um, is either the two extremes. Something might go extremely bad. Something might go extremely good. And in a matter of those cycle of those 12 years, it depends on how you manage it. So um, very interesting, in especially looking into the Zodiacs. Encore coming up. <laughs> so so I know I was done but now I'm like ah sh- this motherfucker are. ain't done <laughs> so Henry Chang is my captain of my tennis team mm. he's a baller he used to be a captain uh, captain of the Port of Oakland I don't know what he did at the Port of Oakland but he was a baller and he told me and the rest of our team he's like Arat is an amazing character mm. seeing China, if you say you have rats, that means you have food. If you have food, that means you're prosperous. Well, that's an optimistic <laughs> way, but you need to clean your shit out, but that's what uh, they I'm, yeah. ha- I'm having fun with it, bro. I like the difference of perspective. It's not, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Of I'm course. just saying, I'm just messing with you. But you know? like, yeah, that's, that's in terms of that grain perspective. And it's like, it's very interesting when you look into... You know, I'm not that mis- like very mystical, but I love reading a reason why like yeah. they chose that. Yeah. So this is the year of the metal rat, and yes. obviously as an acupuncturist, the metal element relates, especially with food, filtering out like, toxicity, starting a new you, eliminate, yeah. eliminate the metal cleansing. element descends, drops yeah. down, it's heavy against gravity. Yeah. Right. So I haven't read anything on it yet. I've been working on this lease renegotiation deal working on the the mm-hmm. modified business plan but the the year of the rat you know for me i've only been in this 21 years so I, there's how much how much can i focus on all of this 
21 years equals the exercise component that I didn't talk about like mm. as a personal trainer. Oh, yeah, show that, off. That, that, another right. day. Okay. Another <laughs> day. The Easter component started in 2001, <laughs> just so y'all know. But um, the metal is exemplary of the lungs and intestines and filtering out toxicity. Mm. You want to filter out so you can start anew again. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. You know, there's so much more. There's beautiful people out there talking about it, read about it, learn about it, be about it. There you go. And with that, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. Peace.